the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys. We are Keys to the City, and like I said, you can check us out at clovercrestmedia.com, Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, as well as Facebook at keystothecity.com. So check us out, subscribe, like, and share. Ted, I know that New York has great reviews in their food world, the water, the Italian food. It's, it's just different. It seems like it's different other than, you know, maybe other than Italy, Italy. Because they got the best. I'm not going to go with the pizza because we know where the pizza world is. The pizza capital of the world. That's in the 203. Sorry, New York fans. But anyway, usually around this time, it's all New York, by the way, all you New Yorkers. So if, you want, if you're a New York fan, stay tuned. We got the Joseph Aguirre joining us for a do or die game five. Guardians, Yankees, biggest game of judge and Aaron Boone's career. Maybe, maybe. You like never know. But like I said, you never know. You are right about that. But like I said, during this time, it's October 18th. You know where I'm going with this. Past five or six years. Around this time, we're usually saying, all right, let's start looking at those mock drafts. Where are those two teams going to be? Where are they going to be in the top ten? Where are they going to be in the top five? No. It's a lot different this year, ladies and gentlemen, right now. Now, I know it's only been six weeks, and I get it. We have a long, long season. But just look at the way this season has been from top to bottom, one through 32, maybe other than let's go realistically four through 32, because we got three teams right now that we can all say they look legit. Eagles, Chiefs, Bills. We can all, I think, come to an agreement, some sort of an agreement that those two, those three teams are legit. And when you look at four through 32, a lot of uncertainty. Well, right now, the question is, I know, like I just said, the water. What do you mean by what's in the water in New York? Like I said, the Italian food in New York, maybe the best in the world. The pizza, maybe the best in the world. And that's due because of the water. Well, what the hell is brewing in the New York water right now, in the Hudson Bay of the, the New York world? Because the New York Giants and the New York Jets, ladies and gentlemen, have a combined record right now of 9-3. and three. And if you've been looking at power rankings and if you looked at ours, we have the New York Giants for the first time this year in a long, long time. The New York Giants in the top five power rankings. And if we had a top 10, I'm pretty sure and confident that they would both be in the top 10. That is the New York Jets and New York Giants. So, Ted, when you look at this, I know it's a question of what's in the water in New York, but you look at these two teams right now, the way they're doing it, it hasn't been ideally pretty, but they're winning games from in the past. And we know how this, is, how this has been. These two teams... Coming into the season, had the same identical record, 22 and 59, the worst in the league. They're winning games. Has it been pretty? No. But they have a bend, not broken mentality. They're running the ball, smash mouth football, and they believe. So, Ted, when you look at this, what is in the water in New York currently? Because both teams, wow, 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 are surprising a hell of a lot of people right now. I don't really know because I don't really know what to make of these teams. Uh, listen, I, I I told you before, I the Giants are 5 and 1, but I really. I don't know how serious I could still take them because I feel like right now they're at you're the casino. You're like, you're, no, like they're the, at the casino and, and, and the luck of the draws, they're, they're hitting all the winning numbers. But eventually, like everything at the casino, the casino always wins. The house always wins. So where does the balancing act go? Because if you look at the, the games this season, take the first game of the season, right? Not a bad play call for going for two. The Titans kind of had it stuffed up, but because Saquon was a better athlete than anyone on the field, he made a bad call looking to a good call. And then Randy Bullock misses a field goal. 
I mean, he's five feet to the left. It's it's a game winning field goal. Giants lose. They start 0 1. All right. And who knows if that sets kind of the tone for the rest of the season? Because I think by the way the Giants won, that it kind of it set the tone the opposite way it, because we're not used to that. Right. And then you look at last, the right then you last week's game, third and inch. The Ravens, undisciplined again. Legal formation. Hold on. Legal formation. Count, Listen, five yard penalty. Which yeah. they would have got the first down on the quarterback sneak. And that changes mm-hmm. the whole game. Quarterback sneak. Now it's third and six. Then you get a bad snap. And then Lamar plays like a rookie and just throws the ball in the middle of the field because he's trying to do too much when he should have just thrown the ball away and lived to see another day and find the ball. Who knows if the Giants have an opportunity? But I guess in this format of the NFL and the way this crazy season, it's better to be lucky than good. It really is. The, Gi- the Giants, there's nothing spectacular about the Giants. We have no good receivers. We don't have a guy that has more than 200 yards receiving. Saquon's our best player. You know, he's been doing the best he possibly can with everything that – all the attention that he gets as a New York Giant. Daniel Jones, listen, he's been efficient. I, I told you before when we talked before, he hasn't really turned the ball over, and that's a big thing. He has yeah. not really turned the ball over, and you told me I think the last turnover was the Dallas game when Sills slipped on the, the third. Yeah, it was like third. a late – yeah, late game throw. No, listen, pick. We're not other than that, ball. he's been smart with the ball. So, so here's the thing. We are playing like the most boringest classic but smart. No, 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 no. There's one boring team in this league, and he played on, and played on Monday night last so, night. Listen, the Giants – listen, there's nothing really exciting about the Giants. There's They had 96 yards. Hold on. Oh, this is – I'm not knocking it, but it seems like it. But listen – I'm going to kind of wrap this around. They had 96 yards of total offense in the first half. The first half, this whole season, they have not played well. They're a second-half team. But what we've noticed is coaching matters in this league. Brian Dables and uh, Martindale, Wink Martindale's ability to, to, I guess, what's the what's the best word is? Oh, my God. I had the word, and I'm drawing a blank. But to be able to come up with a better half, second-half game plan, they make it in game adjustments, and that's the that's the thing, though. Other than the Kansas City Chiefs right now as a coaching staff, I mean, and maybe the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles are three teams that everybody is uh, is, is riding high with, and for good reason. This coaching staff, man, they are doing the right thing. Like from the past, when you look at this giant team and even this Jet team, it hasn't been pretty. But they're, they're, there's no gimme victory with these two well, franchises Well, and the anymore. players are they believing in their coaches. They come they are, in well, you can look at the Giants and Jets like you can see. They come in the Giants believe in Brian Dable. Yes. And you look at even at the – hold on. In the Jets the last three weeks, you could see since Zach Wilson come back. There's a belief. Like, we were questioning Robert Sala. Like, he's been there an extra year, right? And you were questioning if he was really the guy. But you can at least see in the last three weeks that their defense looks like the defense of San Francisco when he was a defensive coordinator there. They are physical. They are athletic. Sauce Gardner is a number one corner, and one of, and I would right now put him in one of the top five corners easily in the NFL. Brees Hall is looking like a stud and could be the rookie of the year on the offensive side. Garrett Wilson could be the rookie of the year as a receiver. They've hit on their draft pick. Quentin Williams is looking like the player that we saw at Alabama when he was the most dominant force. On the in the defensive front in the college football game, so their picks are starting to pay off, and that's similar to what the Giants is. What's in the water? The Giants and Jets draft picks are actually working out. Evan Neal played his best game as a right tackle this week against the Baltimore Ravens. Kayvon Thibodeau, he's starting to come into his own, and he got what he wanted. They said on draft day, "Who do you want to sack the most in the NFL?" It's Lamar Jackson. He said he was able to sack, strip, fumble, and make the game-winning play for the New York Football Giants. And that's the thing. It doesn't have to be pretty with these two teams because if you just look at from the first six weeks, it hasn't been pretty overall. I mean, you got the all-time greats, uh, Brady. You got Rodgers, Russell Wilson, some some guys that have been excelling 
specifically Brady and Rodgers, and it's been a struggle this week. You look at the upsets, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons, just teams that had no shot. The, the, we'll see even the New York Jets were, pro- were huge underdogs. The New York Giants, two teams that had winning records at the time, had no respect. This league has just been a – it's a to-be-determined each and every week unless you're the Buffalo Bills to me or the Eagles right now or the Kansas City Chiefs. Other than that, it hasn't been pretty league-wide. And that's the thing. The New York Giants right now, has Daniel Jones? Uh, this offense looked good? No, it hasn't. It looks It's looked pedestrian at, at times. But this is the thing about this Giants team. As long as they're in the game going into the first half or going into halftime, you have a feeling now that the Giants are never done with. They, this game is a, this is a full 60-minute game. This isn't the, from the 2016 team. This isn't last year's team. This is a team that every game, no matter what, does it look pretty? No, I'm not going to sit here and say they're the greatest team, the greatest thing in the world. No. Is this a Super Bowl team? Probably not. But is this a playoff team right now? You're damn right. This is These teams are both playoff teams right now. I don't really care what this is. I don't care if it's week six. I don't care if I'm overreacting. I don't really care because these teams have some of the most important qualities Moving forward. Well, also, we're not used to say we're not used to having this conversation, Trev. As you started the whole the whole conversation, it's by week six, we're one and five, oh and six, two and four, and we're going well. We're last in the division. Probably look at our schedule going forward. Probably going to split or lose three of the four. We'll be three and seven going into week ten, and we'll probably be having a top five draft pick. And we're going well. What quarterback we drafted? What defensive lineman we drafted? It's it's a different it's a different ball game this year. I know it's early in the season. People say ah, oh, you're too early. No, it's we, you got to be it really. Early. It really isn't it's, because it's it's about to be week seven. No. The order's different in New York in the sense of the New York Giants have won three games this season by being down in double digits in the fourth quarter. That's unlike the Giants. I mean, I can't even think no of the team, Eli no, years. No, I can't think of Eli years when they were had games where they were down by double digits and had come back. I know no Eli had a lot of fourth quarter comebacks, but I don't remember double digit wins. And the way they're winning, it, listen, I put your put your chips in, bro. Like this is kind of the old like Tom Co- Tom. No, Co- I want I want people. I want put people your to- chips in, and we're going to the playoffs. There's a belief. Here's the other thing that you have to look at it from the Giants' perspective. I know we talked more of the Giants and the Jets in this conversation, but. Kadarius Tony is eventually going to come back. All right. As much as what you, there's a there's a, a dislike for him, maybe because of how his career has started, but he's going to come back. Kenny Galladay will eventually play. Now you'll say, well, they haven't done anything. Well, them just being on the field should have some type of impact and should help Daniel Jones. All right. The defense is getting healthier. They are getting what Leonard Williams to come back. Elijah Lare is coming back. They're getting some of their pieces back. They've been so that should only benefit this team going forward. Now the Jets, you got to have high hopes, right? Zach Wilson. They've had a three-game win streak since he's back. The defense has been dominant. I believe I just read a stat. They've only given up forty-seven points in their last three games. Now they have two tough games coming up against two tough defenses against Denver and Buffalo. Zach Wilson is going to have to play much better than he did this past week, where I think he only completed like eight passes for 110 yards. He's going to have to play much, much better than he did. Brees Hall looks like the part. Their offense line has been good, but their defense, man, their defense with uh, DJ Reed, Mosley, Quinton Williams, Sauce Gardner, they've their defense looks legit. And and I'll put it this way: the Giants, their defense is getting there too. And, and, and a lot of that has to speak to the coaching, man. I mean, we can reiterate it. We can repeat everything else that's been said. But the coaching, especially on the Giants side, for Brian Dable and Wink Marndale to be able to get, I'll say, get the most out of the least amount of talent that we have is is is, uh, is remarkable. And it speaks to the volume of what type of coach he is. I don't know if you saw the quote earlier on Yahoo this week or Gronk was on Fox. 
Uh, but Rob Gronkowski had come out and talked about Brian Dable when he was his tight end coach from 2012 to 2014. If you go back and look at the stats, that was when Gronkowski's had his best statistical season. He mm-hmm. spoke about Brian Dable and what type of coach he was. And and you, you could see it. I mean, you could see the difference. I mean, you saw what he did for the offense in Buffalo and what he did for Josh Allen, right? You got to have the talent there. But he's getting the most out of the Giants. And you think about what Daniel Jones has gone through since he's been a starter for four years on the New York Giants. I believe he's had three head coaches since he's been in New York as a New York quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. It's not been pretty. It's it's not exciting. But he is getting the most out of – I don't. If I mean, he's, made, look, he, he's look, getting he's, the most out of the lease. If look, that makes ma- sense. Look, he's making this overall. Both of these two franchises right now. There's a certain belief, and that's there's all. Positivity, you, bro. Hold, it's on. hold on, hold on. There's a certain belief with both of these franchises. That's all you need. The first step in go and moving forward and and getting out of this, the dungeons of these two teams, the abyss that these two teams have been in for some time, is just having a certain belief within yourself and within your team. And these guys believe, and that is a huge part to the coaching staff of the New York Jets, and it is a definite huge credit to Don Wink, Martindale, Mike Kafka, Dable, and company. These two teams, yes, they might not be the two most talented teams in the league, but these two teams... No, there's definitely more talented teams that are struggling a hell of a lot more. Certainly the I mean, New York Giants. the AFC West, and you talked the about New- it before, Chef, the West with Denver, Oakland, and the Chargers. Those three teams have so much more talent than both of the New York Giants. But if you watched the games last night, and you said it to me, and I was like, yeah, you might be right. You're like, the Giants and the Jets are better than the Chargers in Denver. I'm like. There's only one team I would take in the AFC West over any of, of both of the New York teams right now. And I don't really care. I don't care about the talent. Good. Talent could go. As, here's the thing. when we, It's like fantasy. Oh, look at this guy. He's doing great. Yeah. Talent could go a certain way. And I, I deal with certain people that I get annoyed with about this because it's just like. You got to have heart. You got to just want it. And these two franchises want it right now. I don't care that the Raiders got Devontae Adams and all, and, and all these great players. I don't care that the Broncos got Russell Wilson. I don't care that the Chargers got him. Guess what? All three of those teams, they suck. They are awful right now. And I don't care that the Chargers are 4-2. and two. They're lucky to be 4-2 and two right now. Hell, they they're lucky to be even they should not won last because, night, they're, because their head coach is a buffoon and should be fired this year. Nathaniel Hacker will be fired. I don't care about talent. Yeah, talent goes a certain way in the NFL. I get it. But you got to have coaching. You got to have heart. And these two teams go 60 minutes believing that, hey, guess what? We ain't no gimmies. We're going to punch you in the mouth, and we ain't going to say die. We don't bend, but we're not broken. There's a bend but broken attitude mentality, and that's okay. And you could go a long way with it. So I'm sick of hearing about the AFC West. It's the most overrated division, and this is a big part of me believing in all the hype coming into this season, and boy, was I fooled. But I did say that the Denver Broncos would be the worst team in that division, and looks like all signs are pointing to that. But if if you're a New York Giant fan and you're a New York Jet fan, you got to be ecstatic. You got to be excited because the future looks a hell of a lot brighter than what it was just six months ago. You hit on your draft picks, Ted, like you said. The Jets have hit three home runs with Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, and, and Brees Hall. Plus, you get Jermaine Johnson back, who's, who was playing well before injury. If they get Zach Wilson going, that is a team that you can be looking out for for a while moving forward. And that AFC East and that NFC East, boy, oh, boy, the East Coast looks real exciting moving forward. Because, yes, the New York Giants may be the third most talented team in that division, 
behind the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, but they believe, and it's because of their coach. There's well, a never-say-die attitude for both franchises, but, I and mean, that could go a long way in the NFL today. I mean, Trevor, I mean, I'm not going to go with the NFC East, but if you just look in general, the AFC East, and I know we're talking about the water in New York, but if it's streaming up to the to the Boston Marathon, the, look at the New England Patriots. You can relate them similar to these two teams. There's no The talent on the Patriots, Zappy from Western Kentucky, they look better with him. Who's their receivers? Yeah. Who's their running backs? Who's their defensive players? Other than you players, but it's not right? special. That's like, hey, that's a, that, you could yeah. you watch the Patriots the last three weeks, and I know this is more about the Giants, and people are like, what are you talking about? Look at the Patriots the last. Week. The Patriots are starting to look like, you know, they're starting the to play their type of football. Nothing special, nope. but they're running the football. Zappy looks better than Mac Jones. He gets the ball in the right spot, doesn't turn the ball over. He's got a little more athleticism in the pocket and the coaching. I mean, it, it speaks to what these teams have done. It's it's great to see that AFC East is not a runaway for the Bills. It's going to be a tough competition with Miami, New England, and the Jets. It's not going to just be blowouts like it used to be. And then the NFC East, the Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants, you got a three-race to the end. Because I, I give the Giants as much chance as anyone else in that division. And the way the Giants are playing, here's what I'll say. Winning is contagious. And when you start winning, it starts to grow on you. And then, like, it's like if the Giants win two – Say they win the next two weeks, right? And they're like seven and one, right? Going in their body. Now, I mean, the moment—it's like a mudslide. It's the momentum is just going to keep going. They and just got to keep. They and there's going to be more of a belief. And even if they do lose a tough game, it's never going to be like, oh man, shucks, here we go again. It's going to be like, you know what? Well, let's get back right on the wagon. Let's they just got to keep. They just got to keep playing the game. I'm glad you brought up talent and coaching because, well, we're going to get over to the diamond because in about less than one hour, 54 minutes from now, it is do or die for the New York Yankees or the Cleveland Guardians. One team will be facing the Houston Astros in the ALCS tomorrow, and one team season will unfortunately come to an abrupt end. And join the Dodgers, the Braves, the New York Mets, some of the favorites in a shocking, shocking postseason so far. But you just said about you just said about talent and managing. The New York Giants, they don't have the greatest talent, but they got the coaching. Well, let's get over to the New York Yankees and bring in the Joseph Aguirre as he has joined us for a huge do-or-die game. And I hope you're able to watch this game because it is do-or-die, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's on, New- it's on normal television for We Joe. are three hours Thank away. God for TBS. Yeah, I would just put it on mute because you got to hear annoying-ass Bob Costas. He is awful. Him, him and Ron Darling, awful. Awful. Get Bob Costas. We don't care about Bob Costas announcing games. He's awful. Keep him on something else. Have him Costas. for New Year's. Have him for, yeah, Costas. I don't even care what his name is. Have him for New Year's Eve or something and uh, whatever. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Just not New York baseball. I don't care about random stories about what he's talking about. But let's get into this. We're just talking about the New York Giants, Joe, and the New York Jets and the coaching and the talent. Do they have two of the great uh, great talents in the league? No, they don't. But guess what? They have a team that believes in their coaching. They have a mentality that there's a never-say-die attitude. Well, let's get over to the other New York teams because one team is eliminated, and they have the talent. They have the managing. They're just going to get the job done in the Mets. Let's get over to the New York Yankees because you look at these two teams, and they're complete opposites. The New York Yankees are a more talented team than the Guardians, but they might have the heart, the Guardians, and they definitely have the manager. I choose the manager over maybe any manager in baseball in Terry Francona because, boy, the Red Sox, I don't know why they let him go at, at some point because he is a Hall of Famer without question. So let's get into this, finally. Let's dig in. It's a very simple question because it is do or die. We know what Aaron Judge has done this season, an incredible season, a historical season. It's been anything but. 
in the postseason. It's been almost like our close your eyes and just let's not watch. Let's just go back to watching Aaron Judge in the regular season. Joe, is this the biggest game in Aaron Judge and Aaron Boone's career? Yeah, I think honestly, I think Aaron Boone is fighting for his job tonight. I think if this team loses, I think he's done. And I think it's his mismanagement of the bullpen. And I think there could be the Brian Cashman factor in that as far as Clay Holmes is concerned. But inevitably, this is going to fall on Aaron Boone. Again, this team at the midway point was on pace for 120 wins. They finished with 99. They haven't looked great in this series, and Aaron Judge has definitely struggled, and it's kind of been on everybody else. Yeah. And it, it almost seems like Aaron Judge is trying a little too hard. He's not getting great pitches, and the Guardians kind of came into this series like somebody else beat us then. And we've seen that. That's how the Yankees have their wins in this series. It's It's been the other guys. It's been Stanton. It's been Torres. Harrison a, Bader, man, my God, oh, what a! I mean, what a pickup that is. That, that he's that, making that. Brian Cashman look really smart right now, right? I mean, when when Jordan Montgomery got off to a five and zero start for St. Louis, this thing looked really dumb for Brian Cashman. But Harrison Bader has taken his game next level, and he's everything Brian Cashman sort of envisioned yeah. in in that acquisition. It's going to take Aaron Judge to win this game tonight. And by the way, don't be surprised if Garrett Cole does take the Every, ball for an Joe, inning tonight. Everybody should be on all hands on deck. This is, I don't care that it, I know. And Garrett Cole even said yesterday he was willing to pitch yesterday too to come out of yep. the bullpen. That's what I want. This is do or die. And and one of the things was, oh, Boone was hesitant. Dude, this is why you're in Boone. This is why you're a buffoon. This is why I haven't liked you since day one. Hesitant? Dude, your job realistically if is on the line man you lose this series to a team that you shouldn't you shouldn't even been in five games realistically but the indians I, I the indians the, the guardians i give them all credit for everything they've been doing managing Terry francona the base running they're winning with with the way they've been winning this season not with the long ball they get on base they're smart they make smart plays and then you look at the yankees Boone, you cannot be hesitant, man. This is do or die. You lose this game, you're fired. You, there's no way Aaron Boone is coming back as the New York Yankee manager. This team was too talented, and Joe, you just said it. We had 64 wins at the break, and we're thinking the Yankees are going to have 120 wins, and they didn't even get 100. There's no excuse. You lose this game, your ass is grass. By you're the out. way, you'll know going into game four, he did what he always does. Boone starts messing with his own mind. It worked out. I know, but, but the still, benching those, of IKF, those decisions, Joe. putting Hicks in. Obviously, look, Peraza came up big, but in the past, when he's made moves like that, Teddy, it's generally blown up in his face listen, in these elimination games. I listen. You know, Trev, I loved Michael Kesha. I watched it every day, mostly it's before great I go to work. So, he, I mean, here's the th problems with Boone. He's a liar, and he's and I, you probably saw the snaps I sent you last night where Don called him a clown and a what was the word he used? What did yes. he call him a clown? He called him an actor. Called him an actor a because he said, because he says when you go in after game th four and say, "Oh, Clay Holmes wasn't available to pitch, but he's available to pitch tomorrow in game five because he has show like 
Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. And then when you listen, the Yankees will fight to the death that IKF is a great shortstop by based by the analytics. The board was on on like, okay, every Thursday, and they're like, you know, IKF, he made a mistake, he blows the game. And they're like, yeah, but he's a really good shortstop. And it's like, what numbers are you looking like? They will fight to the death that he's a a good, reliable defensive shortstop. And it's like, and this is what I hate. And and the and whole baseball, the whole numbers, the whole analytics. You can question his moves over and over. Why? I mean, listen, this is you know why you can question his moves and wonder why. Even Severino said something the other night. If you heard, said came out and said something, why wasn't Holmes used? Why wasn't this guy used? Like, he's not good today, but he was good tomorrow. Like, your your thought process, like your lies are catching up to you. Like you're everyone. You sound calls, like Joe. You sound like Joe Judge. You you count you you. It's phony, bro. Like. We're calling your bluff, and you're getting caught in the bluff. What I'd say about Boone is he's got to make all the right moves, but the, the, here's where it all comes down to. Players have to be players. They have to do what they have to do. Trevor, I'm going to take a little sudden from the sandlot. You remember the end of the movie? Babe Ruth comes into the closet. Mm-hmm. Heroes never die, but legends last forever. This is how Aaron Judge can make a mark, right? Are you going to be the guy that has, like, the greatest offensive season in baseball in the last 70 years but be the guy that strikes out like 25 times in a five game series. Like that's, this is what we're talking about. Like he started the two first two games, what seven strikeouts. I don't know what he's at now. But this is game seven. This is game seven, even though it's game five, I was just reading this Trevor. And I want to make sure I have it right. Where's this, is the it. Thing this is do or die guys. Give me one second. Okay. So tonight afternoon, game tonight five, af- he's two such games in their new ballpark. With games five in a winner playoff. 2011, a 3-2 loss to the Tigers, most notable for being Mariano Rivera's final postseason appearance. He pitched a scoreless ninth. In 2012, a 3-1 win against the Royals behind CC's 121-pitch complete game. Everyone, we don't have a guy that's going to do that tonight. Everyone has to be on deck. Everyone has to be at their best. Well, but to say like, do it. But Aaron, but this team has to be what they were at the beginning of the season. Judge cannot be swinging at bad pitches. Can't be striking out three times. All right. Glaber needs to hustle down the line. Oh, my God. Even though the guy makes a great play at third, still hustle because you beat it out knowing Judge could have been up right after you. And if you beat it out, you maybe give him another bat. I know he struggled, but every time he gets another bat is another opportunity for him to succeed. And, guys, that's another problem. This team, especially my big problem with Boone, there's no accountability. You just said it, Ted. There are no hustle, and he doesn't. Jeff, there never like, has been I, with him. Jeff, we I know, I know that. That's years. why I'm saying. And I, here's the other thing. Hold other on, the, hold on. One last thing. Other than the home run balls, I'll let you get to your side. Other than the home run balls, this postseason with them, I can't think of another way they've scored this whole postseason. Right? Has all their runs come by the home run? Bader's two home runs. Sands home run. What other runs have they? Oh, sorry. Rizzo's the other night was a single up the middle and Torres. Scored. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Pops to my head I think now. that might be the only one, dude. Well, yeah. Rizzo hit a home run in game. Yeah. Game two. All two home runs. runs. Oh, game one. He hit. My thing. By is, the is, way, ahead, Anthony go. Rizzo is five for 10 with two dingers off Aaron Savali today. Yeah, starter. Glaver's four for game. nine, 444 batting average. So the Yankees, a lot of this lineup, Stanton's two for five. These guys. These guys will be very comfortable in the box today against Savali. On the other, on the other hand, uh, Nestor Cortez done a great job against all of these hitters, with the exception of Ahmad Rosario, who's four for six with a couple home runs yep. off of Cortez. I, I would expect by the fourth inning, Cortez is out of this game. 
Joe, this, I would, be, this is so most definitely going to be a, a I think it's game. four. I think it's four innings max if he gets to it without no thing. Maybe he brings Tyone for one or two. Maybe he brings Cole. No, he's him. already said Tyone is if they do. I mean, we'll see what happens, but he will be the game one starter. Everybody should be on deck. This is a bullpen game, which gets me nervous because then I start to question the thinking process of Aaron Boone. The numbers come into play. You can't be. This is it. Like, this is it, guys. Like, this whole historical start you had in the beginning of the year, the whole historical season from Aaron Judge, the historical season from Garrett Cole, everything could be erased, evaporated within a moment like that in a three-hour time frame. It's that fast. You can be at the top of the world, and I don't really care that the ALCS schedule is just bam, 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 bam. I don't care. You got to get there first. And this Indian team, this is no gimme, guys. This is not all oh, the Yankees are winning this game. No. The Indians fight. They fight. They, well, they're, they, they, playing, they're playing with house money. They, they're going. Oh, out. Not, yeah. Nobody's giving them a chance. Because I don't even know. What, would be, what are the odds for the? Hold on. What are the odds for this game right now? How big are the Yankees favored to win this game? Tonight? Probably not that big of favorites. If I bet the house money is all on the Yankees to win this. This is all on the Yankees. The India, the Guardians have. It's like they're just like there. They're like nobody's like oh they're it's the Guardians. They're not going to win this game. There's Yankees. no. There's no, like nobody like it's all on the Yankees. If the yeah, Guardians the Yankees, lose, we're not surprised. Give, give FP, oh, here you go. Yankees money. If you want to talk money line, you make Yankees money line are minus one sixty one. So you put one sixty one to win a hundred. The run line, the Yankees are supposed to win by a run and a half. Over under is seven. Joe, what so, is your what's your biggest question going into this game? For you? Honestly, <laughs> hold on. Honestly, it's going to be how one. how they deal with the bullpen. You know, after the starter comes out again, whether that's Garrett in the fifth, who's going to pitch six, seven, eight, nine. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. If the Yankees have a lead in the eighth inning or a lead in the ninth inning, is Clay, how is Clay Holmes doing? How's he feeling? Can he come in and close down a game? And I've been saying this all year about Clay Holmes, who's been pretty exceptional since he became a Yankee. It's a tough job in the ninth inning. And tell me that doesn't get heightened tenfold tonight at home with the season on the line. Never done that before. So he's going into some uncharted waters tonight. Mm -hmm. Again, assuming the Yankees have a lead late, let, let's see if he's able to lock this thing down. Mine's the offense, bro. Score seven runs. You don't have to worry about the bullpen. Do what the Phillies did against the Braves, bro. Like you have score. Teddy, run, put the Teddy, pressure on that team because Teddy every year, Every year in the postseason, we always talk about the pitching, and inevitably, you're exactly right. They score two runs in this game, and they lose four to two. The offense just isn't there. They can't strike out 15 times tonight. That can't happen. If you, listen, the if other you, big thing, the other big thing, uh, and I'll let you finish, Teddy. Go you got to play a clean game. Can't get guys thrown out of the bases. Can't make any errors. You can't have yeah, pop ups falling in. That, that will kill them against the Guardians. Yep, Cabrera's going to play shortstop. All right. I mean, I have no problem with Hicks in left field. I think if you're playing the numbers between him, Bader, and, and Judge in right field, you got three gold glove guys in the outfield with all cannon for arms, accuracy. So is, it, is it weird so, that I think this is going to be like an Aaron Hicks moment game? Like, am I just crazy? Am I the most do guy what? in the history no. of baseball? <laughs> no, the, I would say Donald. I would say right now it's Judge because of the pressure. Because how well, well Judge is so obvious, but, but isn't Donald it weird? Think, but here's weird the thing. Here's the thing. Run. If you score seven runs, 
You don't have to worry about the bullpen. You put pressure because this is a Cleveland team that doesn't score runs that easily. They're not a high productive run. They don't hit home runs. I think they hit the second. They get least on home base. Runs. I think they hit the second least home runs. Only be, only the, the Rays Tigers. hit least, less home runs. Yeah, the no. Tigers. No, I think Dude, think about Rays. how many guys they had on base first. First batter on base against Garrett Cole. Again, just find a ways to get on. So and if you, the, and, and the, their way they're scoring is a bloop, a bloop over yep, here a and, a, and a dink and a dunk. So score seven runs early. Jump on them. Put the pressure. And and then just let your bullpen do what it's do. But like Joe said, if you're up two nothing or it's three one going into the seventh, as a Yankee fan, I'm not confident. You need and here's the thing: minimum, you need a four run lead because the worst thing that can happen is they tie it on a, four, a grand slam. If that's, that's the case, if it's three one, I'm bringing in Garrett Cole. Yeah. I'm not even. I'm not even questioning it. I'm bringing in my guy. I'm bringing in the guy that said. Listen, I'm right, one, hold on. Is one inning from him. All I'm saying is this is like if that's a three-one game, you're pulling a Madison Bumgarner. You're bringing in your guy to win you a freaking playoff game and your season on the line, just like the Giants did against the Royals in Game Seven. They brought in the guy just after pitching a, a gem of a game the other night, the night before, and he comes in and seals the deal. If Garrett Cole says he's available. Garrett Cole is available. If it's 3-1, I'm not worried about Wandy Peralta. Like, I don't care. Like, I want Garrett Cole in that situation. Give me one strong, solid inning, and that's fine. We can work with that. But this is a game that all hands on deck. There should be no hesitation. There should be no questioning your decision-making. You go with your gut. You go with the smart decision. I wish people could just throw out the freaking analytic numbers tonight. In a game like this, okay, I get the first four games. I get it. Use the numbers. But in a do-or-die game, the numbers should be thrown to the side. Go with your best decision, and that's what it comes down you, to. You want to know the starting lineup? Pretty much yep. the same. Glaber leads off, yeah, Judge batting second, yeah, Rizzo third, Stanton fourth, Donaldson fifth, Oswaldo Cabrera sixth, Harrison Bader seventh, Jose Trevino, catcher number eight, and number nine, Aaron Hicks. I wish Bader. Starting pitcher for the I New York Yankees. Nestor yeah, Cortez and Severino is also available for tonight if they need I wish him. Bader Joe was leading off of the Yankees. I just feel like he gives you that soda jolt. That's what I don't understand, why he seems more like a leadoff hitter with contact and speed. Than and he's got pop. Torres. He's got pop. I, listen, I'm not gonna, I, listen, I'm not going to question it. At the end of the day, if they win, I'm going to question it. You always question when, like a Monday morning quarterback, the day after they lose. But here's the thing. Well, guess what? There's no You're Monday morning quarterback Brian, because this season's I, over. Here's the other thing. Brian, Cashman's, con- Brian Cashman's contract is up this year, too. Oh, so if they lose, then he's definitely a goner. We'll bring in Theo Epstein. <laughs> but I'm just don't, saying, is it weird that I just said that Aaron? this could be like an Aaron Hicks-type game? Like, I don't know. Like, a moment that, like, he comes up and he just hits a three-run bomb and the crowd absolutely goes berserk and loses its mind. Am I crazy to think that? I don't know. Probably I think, am. But I think... I think that guy would like nothing more than to be in a spot and to get the demons off his back and do something big. And, and, and again, kind of going forward with this team, like Aaron judge will be Aaron judge can go over four tonight with four strikeouts and they could lose. He's still going to get a ton of money probably from the Yankees. He would be fine. Yeah. But Aaron so- Hicks going forward as a New York Yankee done nothing in this series. He's done nothing over the past four seasons. Really? I think he's. Yeah, but you know what? I think no he's playing one would for a even gig. talk about Aaron Hicks. The whole story will be Judge going over four yep. if they lose. The, the, because it's like the quarterback, bro. He's the star of this team. 
he was the guy. Remember, this is the MVP, best hitter in the league. Three almost triple triple crown, 316 batting average, 62 home runs, 135, 140 RBIs, 5,000 runs. Like, blah, blah, blah. And people, you know what they say? If Shohan Tani was there, I bet he wouldn't have gone over for 70 strikeouts. No, so, he'd be pitching, he'd be pitching and <laughs> he'd be pitching too. <laughs> Listen, this this game's giving me some 2004 Game 7 vibes. That's not a good thing, Joe. No, it's not. Uh, I'm not aware good. of that. That's not good, Joe. Not Why to say, we, listen, Joe, Aaron Savali. We bring you out for positivity. We don't bring you out for negativity. Aaron Savali is obviously not anywhere near the pitcher that Kurt Chilling was. But what struck me about that series was the Yankees got to Game 7. And it was, uh, do we go Kevin Brown? Do we go Javier Vasquez? And you kind of had that with Nestor and Tyone, and you've settled on Are Cortez. you saying that the Guardians didn't go Bieber? Yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm surprised. I'm stunned by that. I can't believe they didn't go with the race. Stunned. Yeah. Again, I mean, Terry Francona is also got analytics. Yeah. I can't believe he said this is giving me 2,000 vibes. My God, Joe. You're off the team. I'm really sorry to have to say that. But again, just the, the no, Yankees are kind of in flux on the pitching. It's like, boy, we're like a... One good guy away from this could be easy peasy. Yeah, they, his they name was Luis Castillo. Yeah, probably. Look, this team, no, you know, again, they've decided Aaron Savali over Shane Bieber. They believe Savali is good enough to get it done. And again, the Yankees were like, all right, no tie on, he's out. Uh, that that doesn't give me great feelings. We know what Nestor Cortez can do when he's on. Let's hope he's on tonight. Let's see the offense go. Well, we are under a half hour, about 34 minutes exactly from game time. We'll see what happens. It's now, this is it. It's on them to do it. Do the I'm job. I'm riddled with anxiety. I'm amped up, but I'm also anxious, and I don't know what's going to happen because this is a Guardian team that fights, and the Yankees are the more talented team, but sometimes talent can, go a certain, can only go a certain way. Well, look in the NFL right now, it's got about 20 teams at three and three. I know. So talent's great. But if your talent's not producing, we will say tomorrow, it's either going to be the New York Yankees or the Cleveland Guardians taking on the Houston Astros. We're going to be back at the end of the week talking more football. If you look at the schedule, man, this is a rough week for the NFL world, the betting world. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, interesting games, to say the least. But it's been an interesting season. Ladies and gentlemen, one keys of the city. Let's go, Yanks. We'll see you next episode. We're out. You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast.